Hi everyone, good morning. You're welcome to the Refiner's Funnest Podcast once again. And I am your host, Ebenezer Bassi. Um, I want to thank God for the, the privilege he has been given to us to be able to communicate his heartbeat to, to you. And um, by the message of God, I, I want to... Trust that the Lord is helping us gradually. Please, we are still waiting. We are still um, expecting. We are really, really anticipating your response via the message link attached to this podcast episode. We want to know how God has been helping you. We want to know how the Lord has blessed you so far. So, um, our text for today's podcast episode will be taken from the book of John. John chapter 10 from verse 1 down to 15, 16 as the Lord will, will give us utterance. Alright, and um, today we, we want to um, contrast between the good shepherd and the false shepherds. And, and we, we are we're looking at the, the days of Jesus Christ and we will see how the Lord will help us um, um, bring a balance with our our societies today okay so um i pray that the lord will help us please pay attention and believe me you will be blessed so um uh, this is this is a true um legitimate i mean legitimate story of a good shepherd who enters in the way that is proper and prepared okay and we're talking about jesus christ So, the Bible says in John chapter 10, from verse 1, he said, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. So, this follows at least thematically in John's gospel after the great conflict with the religious leaders regarding the man that was born blind remember how jesus christ healed the man that was born blind and and this guy started questioning they started asking i mean unnecessary questions i don't know if they were in doubt i don't know if they, they wanted to probe jesus you know because they, they, were, they were they were they were very good at finding fault in the life of jesus christ pay attention and you'll be blessed so the religious leaders had shown themselves to be oh, unhelpful and extremely cruel to this man and his parents and the common people in general that that jesus felt it was necessary to talk and bring uh, and bring this contrast between his heart and the work as a leader to god's people and the heart and the works of many religious leaders in his days. I told you that the religious leaders, they were extremely powerful. They could, they could, they could kill. They could give a verdict for everything. They were, they were that powerful. You can imagine what Jesus Christ was going through in his time. So before I, um, I, I go deeper into this thing, I want you to carefully pin point some things that we are going to be looking at by the message of God even as we delve into this podcast episode. So, I want you to understand that the object 
of this um, podcast episode is Jesus Christ. And the first point I want you to bring to understanding is uh, the redemption, how he came to redeem mankind. And you can see that in John Gospel chapter 10 from verse 11, we're going to touch it. I just want to pinpoint it so that we can we can flow together. Okay. Um, the next one is um, to give life. These are the major focal points in this podcast episode. I said the first one is about redemption. Number two is what the, the, uh, to give life. You can find that in John chapter 10, verse 28. You can see um, salvation or to save. We will see that in John Gospel chapter 10, verse 9. And then um, we'll see something about Jesus calling his own. You find that in John chapter 10, verse 3. You see Jesus laying down his life. You see that in John Gospel chapter 10, verse 15. We're going to touch all these things. You see, um, another subject after the Christ is the thief's objective or the thief's subject. And we're going to see the main function of who Jesus describes as a thief in John Gospel chapter 10, verse 10. And these um, objectives or, or the, the, the very um, agenda of a thief can be listed I mean, divided into three, three major, major parts. And we say the first one is to steal, the second one is to kill, and the last one is to destroy. So the next point after a thief is the hireling. So what are the um, characteristics of a hireling? Someone or someone that you hire. For example, you hired someone to take care of your property. In, imagine the way the person will take care of your property compared to you who owns the property. So this was another subject that we are going to pay attention to even as we delve into this podcast episode. And we'll be looking at leaving the ship. That's, that's the first characteristic of a hireling or the hireling. The, the idea is that he will not take care of the ship properly. He will leave the ship. Number two, um, he is not the owner, owner of the ship. And then number three, as the last, he does not care about the ship. And then the next point is we're going to look at the savior or savior and we're going to look at this in john gospel chapter 10 verse 27 i hope we get to this point by the message of god and then we're also looking at the character of savior he comes to comfort he comes to deliver he comes to gather then the last point the last agenda for this podcast episode is the wolf and we say the wolf comes to scatter the sheep he catches the sheep and then uh, destroys the ship yes that's also the function or the characteristics of a wolf so we can get back to the subject of of this podcast carefully please pay attention and you will you will definitely you will definitely be blessed so most assuredly like I said earlier, Jesus was trying to bring what a contrast between um, what was happening in his days. How can a man just get healed? A man just got healed. A man got healed. You should be happy for him. But you're all probing, asking questions. You are too cruel. And Jesus had to address this. And so this is a phrase peculiar to the fourth gospel. And it generally introduces a solemn observation of Jesus or his mission. So most assuredly. So 
Yes, so political and spiritual leaders were often called shepherds in the ancient world. Pay attention and you'll be blessed. So Jesus explained that not everyone among the sheep is a true shepherd. Okay? So I don't care about whether you're being called a shepherd, a rabbi, a teacher, a pastor, a prophet, an apostle. Please follow me. Follow me. You'll be blessed. I'm not interested about the title you bear, but I am here to make you understand that it is not everyone that is found in the sheepfold that is a shepherd. Pay attention. So Jesus explained, like I said, that it's not everyone that is found among the sheep that is a true shepherd. So some are like thieves and robbers. So one mark of being a thief and a robber is how they gain entry into the sheepfold. So, so to know who is um, claiming to be your shepherd, um, the idea is how did this person gain entry into the sheepfold? Please pay attention and you'll be blessed. So the idea is that there is a door which is a proper way to gain entry. So not everyone who stands among the sheep comes that way. Some climb up some other way. So the religious leaders gained their place among God's people, the sheep spoken of here, through personal and political connections, through formal education, through ambition, through manipulation, and most common corruption. Amen? So, a true shepherd comes in the legitimate and designed way, through love, calling, care and sacrificial service I, I think i just gave you an attribute of a good shepherd you're going to find love you're going to see the, there is this aspect called the calling the calling and there's another aspect called what care we have what it is called the sacrificial service i i i i think i'll take my time and and break this down some other time when we are looking at um uh uh um the shepherd improper but we are going to this is not my emphasis I, I am really concerned about how they gain entry and and what makes you discover a good and the bad shepherd okay so God always intended that his people be led fed and protected by those who come in the legitimate intended way so the door is there for a reason so some people always climb over the barriers but god has the barrier and the door there for a reason so whosoever therefore enters not by christ jesus into the pastoral office do you now understand who the door is or what the door signifies remember when you said i am the way i am the truth i am the life I am what? The way. So if you are coming into the sheepfold outside this very pattern, it means you you are you are something that we don't know. So we're not really let's not narrow this down to only the shepherd. Okay. As a sheep, how did you come into the sheepfold? And I hope you know that before you become a shepherd, you must first become what? A sheep. Because you cannot lead what you don't know about. Pay attention and you'll be blessed. So, so Jesus Christ is, is, is that door. So, so, whosoever does not enter through Jesus Christ is a thief and a robber in the sheepfold. And he enters not by Jesus Christ, who enters with a prospect of 
any other interest besides that of Christ and his people. So anyone who comes in the sheepfold without the interest of Jesus Christ at heart and the interest of the people he has been sent to lead at heart, I think, trust me, that is a robber and thief. So, so, so ambition, adverse, a love of ease, a desire to enjoy convenience of life, to be distinguished from the crowd, to promote the interest of one's family, and even the sole design of providing against ones, these are all ways by which thieves and robbers enter into the church. And whosoever enters by any of this way or by simony, craft, solicitation, deserves no better name than thief. Trust me. So the sheep and their shepherd. So in John Gospel chapter 10, verse 3 to 6, the Bible says, To him the doorkeeper opens. And the sheep hears his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follows him. For they know his voice, yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him. And they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. So Jesus use this illustration but they did not understand the things which he spoke to them so in the spiritual picture jesus spoke of the door for the sheep pen had had a door and a doorkeeper actually so one who watched who came in and, and went out is the doorkeeper so, so the doorkeeper knows the true shepherd and appropriately grant grants him access so in terms of that time ships from many flocks were kept for the night in a common sheepfold overseen by one doorkeeper who regulate which shepherd brought and took the sheep out that I'm, I'm just i'm going into history now so that we can have a clear picture of this so the shepherd will call the sheep by name, showing that the shepherd has a personal connection with the sheep, or let's say a personal relationship with the sheep. So the shepherd leads them out, providing direction and leadership without driving the sheep. So as we have names for for, for horses, dogs, cows, so do shepherds have this close connection even to the point of naming their sheep? Yes. So there was something that happened in the Scottish Highland, not like a history I had. So, so I noticed that some some shepherds in the Scottish Scottish Highland not only call their individual sheep by name, but claim that an individual sheep will recognize its own name and respond to it. So, in this gospel, Jesus calls the following sheep by name: Philip, Mary, you that is listening to me. Jesus calls you by name, and on each occasion, it is a turning point in the disciples' lives. Pay attention, and you'll be blessed. So, it was the custom of the eastern country for the shepherd to go at the head of the sheep, and they followed him from the pasture they followed him from pasture to pasture so it had to come from a connection and 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 jesus would say i i know my sheep they know me and they obey my voice 
I think you can understand. And I told you carefully that Jesus Christ, even in his sermons and his parables, he he will use uh, situations and occasions that is extremely convenient. I mean, familiar to to the listeners or the hearers of his time. It was extremely familiar. So 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 he he will. He will use words, I mean situations, occasions, stories that are very familiar with them. Imagine Jesus talking about the wine skin and 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 the new wine. You understand me? So he was using situations that were extremely familiar to them. Imagine, imagine the lost coin, imagine the, the, the ten virgins. I, I hope you understand. So these were familiar situations that Jesus Christ will use to to air his point. Okay, so they know his voice. So in the common shipfold. Of ancient time, the shepherd merely gives his distinct call, and his sheep came out from the others, following him out to the sheepfold. So, sheep are expert at discerning their shepherd's voice. So, if you are truly a sheep, you must, you must know your shepherd's voice. So, there's a story of a Scottish traveler who changed clothes with a Jerusalem shepherd and tried to lead lead the sheep. But the the sheep followed the shepherd's voice and not his clothes. So during um, the World War One, some some soldiers tried to steal a flock of sheep from the hillside near Jerusalem. So the sleeping shepherd awoke to find his flocks being driven off. So he couldn't recapture them by force. So he called out to his flocks with his things distinctive call. So the sheep listened and returned to their rightful owner. So the soldiers couldn't stop the sheep from returning to their shepherd's voice. Amen. So we need to come to this understanding. We need to come to to this um, point that you as a sheep should be able to understand the voice of your shepherd or let me say your master and then yield to this and i told us earlier i said the best way to 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 understand the voice of the lord the best way to to marry the voice of god to connect with the lord is to um, be fervent in prayers and in consistently studying the word of god because that is the the very first voice you're going to hear you have to be consistent in studying the word of god you have to be consistent in praying and what is prayer prayer is what the communication between what man and god it it brings a link it's a bridge prayer is that bridge that takes you to god and then bring god bring god to you amen please pay attention and you'll be blessed so you want to understand the voice of the lord you want to you want to get familiar with the voice of the lord you need to be extremely familiar with your bible you need to be familiar with the dealings of god upon your life you need to be familiar in the place of prayer on your altar of prayer you need you need not to be a visitor there because prayer is that bridge that takes you to god and brings god to you amen so this is a picture both of the work of Jesus Christ among his sheep and of what those who seek to serve among the sheep of Jesus should focus upon. Please, anything that takes your mind outside the intentions of Christ for the sheep as a shepherd, please desist from it. I beg you in the name of Jesus. If you are leading, if you are among the sheepfold, I tell, I tell you the truth. The intentions of Jesus Christ should be your, your focal point. It should be your driving force. It should be your motivator. Believe me. So, so um, there, there, there are, there are, there are, there are, are marks 
like I said, I was going to point out some of these things I, I mentioned earlier. There are marks of a true and legitimate minister of God. I mean, I mean, I mean, believe you me, you want to know a true minister of God. There are signs. There are things you need to know. You want to know a good shepherd. Say, see, the Bible says in Jeremiah, it said, I will give you pastors after after my heart. This was, this was the Lord talking. I'll give you pastors after my heart, not the one you choose. I'll give you pastors after my heart. After my heart. This was this was the Lord saying it. Amen. So to, to know, to know who is a true shepherd, you have to understand that he has a proper entrance into to ministry. You should have a proper entrance into, into ministry. He sees the Holy Spirit open his way as a doorkeeper to God's sheep. Hmm? He sees that the sheep responds to his voice in teaching and leadership. He is well acquainted with his flocks. He leads the flocks and does not drive them or lord it over them. He goes before the sheep as an example. So when you look at this, you see the actual intentions of Jesus Christ for, for the sheepfold, for the church. So Jesus Christ will, 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 will come in a proper way. He will gain entrance into his own ministry, not by forcefully um, luring people to, to listen to him, not by um, uh, political means, not by corruption. It, it, was, it was a well-programmed arrangement, well-programmed arrangement. What's, what's the rush about? You're coming to ministry because of your personal ambitions, your personal intentions. Come on now. Come on, you should look for a job. You should look for a job. So, so the, the true shepherd protects and promotes life. Okay? So the false shepherd will definitely what, take life away. So in John Gospel chapter 10 from verse 7 to 10, the Bible says, Then, then Jesus said to them again, Most assuredly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who ever came before me, are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved. And we'll go in and out and find pasture. The thieves do not does not come except, oh my God, to kill, to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. So Jesus used another picture from sheep farming in his time out of the pasture lands for sheep for sheep pens were made sorry out of out in the pasture lands for sheep pens were made with only one entrance the door for those sheep pens was the shepherd himself so he led his body across the entrance to keep the sheep in and to keep out the wolves so the shepherd was in fact the door so primarily or primarily altered for the excommunicated man these words convey the assurance that instead of being outcast by his attachment to Jesus he had gained as admittance to the fellowship of God and all good men so thieves imply deception and trickery Robbers implies violence and destruction. So this takes away life, but Jesus gives life and gives it abundantly. These are the corn men and nuggers of the spiritual world. So, 
basically to be to be those religious leaders who were actually tools in certain hands as jesus told some of these religious leaders that their fathers or their father was actually the devil because the pharisees were blind leaders so they are also bogus shepherd and come under the category of those designated in John Gospel chapter 10 as thieves and robbers. So Jesus does not say that they were, but that they are thieves and robbers. Emphasis on his own day. Do you understand me? So there, there, there have actually been some arguments going on and on against Moses and the prophet as going before Christ. But Moses and the prophet came not before Christ, but they came with Christ. So, Jesus Christ was not talking about the people that were before him as pay Moses, Abraham, no, and other Isaiah, no. Those guys actually came with him. In fact, in fact, in the life of Moses, you could see Jesus Christ playing out if you're a good student of the Bible. In the, I mean, in the activity, when you, when you study your Torah, I mean, the law, the Pentateuch, you're going to see Jesus Christ playing out. Amen? So, so Jesus Christ was just playing out gradually i mean from from the beginning the bible says he was there he was there from the very beginning in fact the bible call, calls jesus christ the creative expression of god he was there from the beginning so what so ever was happening between moses and all the prophet elisha elijah they, they were they were an expression of the christ to come sir God help us. They were what an expression of the Christ to come. They did not come to speak of the. They, if you study your Bible very well, you're going to see you're going to see Jesus Christ playing out very well in the Old Testament. Very well, he was playing out. So Jesus Christ could not have spoken about the people that came to play his life. Amen. Follow me carefully, and you'll be blessed. So Jesus Christ was only talking about um, the, the the level of falsehood. That had existed before him. Pay attention, you people. So, so the thieves and the robbers should be properly distinguished. One takes by cunning and steal; the other, openly by violence. So, it would not be difficult to find bad ministers who answers to both these characters. So, Jesus seems to say that his sheep are evident because they will not hear or follow the voice of the thieves or robbers who came after the sheep. They no doubt assume authority over the people of God and compel to be them. But the true children of God did not find in their voice that which attracted and led them to pasture. Oh, Jesus, we love you. So Jesus described uh, the settled, um, satisfied life enjoyed by his sheep, those over whom he exercised a shepherd's care. So this phrase... In the style of Hebrew points out all the actions of a man's life and the liberty he has of acting or what not acting. So to go out and in is a common is a common Old Testament expression to denote the free activity of a daily life. So it's not the life of a bondage, it's a life of of freedom in Christ. Okay. So Jesus said this to contrast the, his shepherd-like care with unfaithful and legit, illegitimate leaders. So they come to steal, they come to kill, and they come to destroy. So Jesus comes to bring life to his people, and the life is in abundance. So, 
So in John Gospel chapter 10 from verse 11 to 15, the good shepherd will definitely lay down his life for his flock. I mean, we, this is this is amazing. So Jesus said it so plainly that the, there could be no mistake what he meant. He fulfills the ideal of shepherd-like care for the people of God as illustrated in the Old Testament and in, in that culture. So Jesus announced himself as the good shepherd. So the great antagonist of the robber, the pattern and the head of all good shepherds. So as he of all thieves and robbers, the Messiah, he is the best known and the most loving of his. So Jesus Christ described as a good shepherd is actually a very remarkable shepherd. Shepherds may take risks for the safety of the sheep, but it is probably rare to find one who would one who would willingly die for their sheep. It is extremely rare. Extremely rare. So in, in, in the Latin tongue, the word for money is akin to the word sheep because to many of the first Romans, wool was their wealth and their fortunes lay in their flock. So the Lord Jesus is our shepherd. We are his wealth. So he is giving his life still so the life that he is that is in the man jesus christ he is always giving for us so it is for us he lives and because he lives we live also he lives to plead for us he lives to represent us in heaven he lives to rule profit providence for us so it is or it was assumed that wild animal in, in quote the, the wolf or, or, or bandits thieves or robbers would treat in the sheep so the question was how will the shepherd respond so the purpose of this wolf are the same as those of the thieves in in the verse 10 of john chapter 10 and in the allegory he is the same so the great foe of the sheep of christ okay so the bad shepherd who is let, let's call him a hireling will not defend the sheep and and thinks the flocks exist for his benefit but the good shepherd lives and dies for the good of the sheep so the good shepherd sacrifice for the sheep the good shepherd knows his sheep and we think of the sheep as being all the same the shepherd knows they the shepherd knows they are individuals with their own personalities and characteristics the shepherd is known by the sheep okay so i know my sheep my sheep knows me they hear my voice and what they obey me i know my sheep my sheep knows me they hear my voice and what they obey me so there is a mutually reciprocal knowledge between jesus christ and his sheep and the existence of this knowledge is the proof that he is the shepherd so the faithful pastor will ask and on that shepherd display the same characteristics as the good shepherd he will sacrifice for the sheep he knows his sheep and will be known by them he will be a shepherd and not a hireling who does not care about the sheep he can never hope to display these characteristics to the same extent as jesus but they should reflect his heart and his goal definitely the lord said i'll give you pastors after my heart so how many there are of whom we have a reason to fear 
that they must be hireling because when they see false doctrine and errors abroad they do not oppose it they are willing to put up with anything for the sake of peace and quietness so the title pastor translates the same in the ancient word used for shepherd so it is a, a title that is only rightfully earned not granted or assumed you don't earn it it's not politics is not position is not a is not a title that is conveyed on a man you don't pay for it you have to earn it so as the father knows me even so i know the father so the work of jesus as a good shepherd was rooted in his close relationship with his god and father hi so jesus speaks of of the other sheep other sheep and then he said <laughs> Another sheep I have, which are not in the fold, them also I must bring, and the water, and the what they will, they will hear my voice, and there will be one flock and one shepherd. So, so Jesus Christ was referring to 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 Gentiles, or or let's say let's say those who are not believers. So so and they are not in the fold. So Jesus Christ said that he must bring this sheep also, and and eventually they will hear his voice and they will know him. So. So do not do not imagine that I shall lay down my life for the Jews exclusively, but it will be for all people. I shall die also for the Gentiles, for by the grace, the merciful design, and loving purpose of God, I am to test death for every man. Hebrews chapter two verse nine. And though they are not of this fold now, those among them that believe shall be united with the believing Jews and made one fall under the shepherd Ephesians chapter 2 verse 13 to 17 so a fold of sheep is a part of the flock and its own structure or enclosure so a shepherd might separate the sheep into different groups to care for them better there is one flock and one shepherd but Jesus calls a sheep from more than one fold group or structure so nothing is said of unity of organization there may be various fold though is just one flock. So what was to hold this enlarged flock together and supply the necessary protection from external enemies, not enclosing walls by the person and the power of the shepherd. So the unity and the safety of the people of Christ depends on their proximity to him. So how far are you from the Christ? How close are you to the Christ? So the proximity um, between you and your shepherd guarantees your safety. Amen. So the unity comes from the fact not that all the sheep are forced into one fold, but they, but that they, they all hear, answer, and obey one shepherd. So it is not a ecclesiastically unity. It is a unity of loyalty to the Christ. So all who are one with Christ have a certain family feeling, a higher form of uh, a clannishness, or let's say from the same clan, and they, they cannot shake it off. So I found a lot of books which have drawn drawn near to God and though I have known that it was written by a man with whose opinion I had little agreement I have not therefore refused to be edified by him in point which unquestionably revealed so I have blessed the Lord that within all these blunders he knew so much of precious vital truth and lived so near to his Lord. 
So the early Christian Bible translators, when translating his influential Latin version, mistakenly translated one fold instead of one flock in his verse. Please follow me. His Latin vulgar reading is the erroneous foundation of the doctrine of the Roman Catholic exclusiveness. So we can see where all the errors are coming. So, so in that very version of the Bible, Jesus seemed to be saying that there is only one organization and the obvious deduction was that there could therefore be no salvation outside the formal organization of the Roman church. This became official Roman state. Now, now, now like I said earlier, earlier in some other previous podcast episode, I said that... Um, when you're reading the scriptures, you should, by the message of God, try to get a little um, diversity of trans- translation so that you can be a bit accurate. Because some of these author- authors, by the message of God, <laughs> the Lord be with them, um, during their translation, there they could be some error. So, so um, you could see one error leading to this exclusiveness of uh, there's no other God outside this body, outside this um, this system. Okay, so people created a system out of nothing, out of nothing because of an error in translation, an error in interpretation. Okay, but the Lord will have mercy. So Jesus claimed to have power over life and death. So therefore, my Father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This command I have received from my father. So, at this point, this is this is the full expression of a shepherd. Jesus, Jesus points out a lot, brings enlightenment to us. Jesus helps our 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 hearts not to be gullible, not to be tossed to and fro by every wind of disciples that are flowing around. Child of God, I, I encourage you this day. I encourage you this day. I, I encourage you to look up to Jesus. Let Jesus be your standard. He is a good shepherd. If you don't have a life with him, please find one. Jesus Christ is the good shepherd. Jesus Christ is the good shepherd. He is the good shepherd. And he, he has come that we might have life. Please, I beg you to look up to Jesus. Dear minister of God, please look up to Jesus. Uh, kill your intentions and then pick up the heart of Christ. All you need is the heart of Christ. Kill your desires and pick up the heart of Christ. I pray that the Lord will help us. I pray that the Lord will help cause his face to shine upon us. I pray that he will help us to know endlessly and abundantly in the name of Jesus Christ. Alright, thank you so much for joining us. Please, please, please go over this podcast episode. You can share it to the people that need to hear it. Share this episode. And then let everyone hear it. I'm hoping to see you again next week and I'm extremely expecting your feedbacks. Thank you so much.